we all just wish the holiday weekends could last forever? Fourth of July came and went. It's already Wednesday morning, 6.15 to be exact. Weekend went by so quick, having some fun with friends and family, and then bam, back on a work schedule, back setting alarm clocks, and you're like, man, and then you turn on Edge of Your Seat podcast, listen to some great guests, talk some sports, talk some life, get some laughs, and have a great time. That's exactly what you're getting with episode 183. Our special guest today is Princeton alum Jake Reinhardt. Reinhardt is tearing it up in the baseball world. After graduating Princeton in 2016, he had a one-year stop at Augustine College and then went to North Park. He's a Viking. Just graduated after five years on the team. He took the fifth year as a COVID year. He's doing everything. Listen to the accomplishments he racked up his senior year. Central Region Position Player of the Year. Reinhardt is a shortstop. D3Baseball.com named him the best shortstop in D3. All-American first team. North Park named him the Athlete of the Year. Then he's nominated and receives 2021 Gold Glove Award for his time with the North Park Vikings. Woof, that is quite a list right there. But he's not even done there. We talked to him a few days before he left for the MLB Draft League where he is playing right now. He's a member of the West Virginia Black Bears. He's still tearing it up. June 26th, he went 2 of 4 with 3 RBIs and a home run. He's got crazy talent, crazy love for baseball, and he shares it here with us on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Definitely doing his thing, no doubt about that. Before we get to Jake, we're going to talk some MLB, some NBA, and some NHL real quick. Like I said, it's Wednesday morning. Last night, Tuesday, was the first game of the NBA Finals between the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns. The day before that was Game 5 of the NHL Stanley Cup between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And MLB is in the thick of things. All-Star Weekend just around the corner. Almost here. Already getting lineups. Who's in it? So that will be a lot of fun and always cool to check out. It's the 91st All-Star Game. Wow. Was watching the Yankees-Mariners game last night after the NBA Finals. And they were kind of breaking down the roster of the first All-Star Game. So 91 years ago. 27 of those players on the roster are Hall of Famers, including Babe Ruth. Insane. Insane how far we've come in the world of sports. Edge of Your Seat Podcast is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership here for you. They're also here for sports, right? All sports, national, local, everything. That's what we do at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We'll start with the MLB, already talking about the All-Star game around the corner. Cubs lost again to the Phillies, 15-10 on Tuesday. 25 runs in a baseball game. That's crazy. I went to a Cubs-Cardinals game a month or so ago, and it was 2-0. Cubs won, which was all right, which was cool, but 2-0. They scored 23 more runs in this game between the two teams. But Cubs not playing well. 
They're all stars. Their superstars are not stepping up. They are not doing their thing whatsoever. On the other side of Chicago, White Sox pick up a win 4 1 over the Minnesota Twins. They are now six and a half games ahead of Cleveland in the AL Central race. I said it at the beginning of the year. I thought Chicago White Sox could represent the American League in the World Series. That was before a bunch of injuries, but it's not even stopping them. The injuries have piled up. It seems like everybody's hurt every day. They keep finding a way to win games and not to go through 11-game losing streaks. Sorry, didn't mean to jab the Cubs, but that's what's happening here. The Sox, crazy banged up, still winning games. Love it. Speaking of winning games, the Suns win game one of the NBA Finals, 118-105. Chris Paul doing his thing. 32 points, 9 assists. Devin Booker had 27. DeAndre Ayton, 22 points and 19 rebounds. That dude is turning into a monster. A monster. I picked the Suns. I'm going to go with six games. I kind of want it to be seven games. But if Milwaukee plays like they did last night, I could see it going five. It was only a 13-point game, but it was 20 at one point. And the Suns looked like they were just running Milwaukee out of the gym. Brooke Lopez had a good game, scoring 17 points. Chris Middleton had 29 points, 7 rebounds. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 20 points, 17 rebounds. A nice little double-double for him. But he's going to have to score like 30, it seems like, for them to win games. Drew Holiday, 4 of 14, shooting for 10 points. Did have 9 assists. And seven rebounds. He was all over the place. Just couldn't put it in the bucket. Everybody is going to have to do their thing. Especially Milwaukee's best players. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 20 points, 17 rebounds is cool. You got to score more. I know it sounds crazy. And he went 6 of 11. Not awful. But he's got to do more. Chris Middleton, 29 points. Okay, that's cool. Good job. Drew Holiday though, 10 of the big three, if we're doing big threes with Milwaukee, that's the three. Drew Holiday's got to score more than 10 points. Otherwise, it's going to be 118-105 like scores the whole series. But it was awesome watching the game. They're in Phoenix. And wow, Phoenix Suns fans are out and ready and ready for this. Not being in the NBA Finals since 1993 when a man named Michael Jordan, a name said many, many times on this podcast, beat them, took out Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley and company. It's been that long, that long since they've been in an NBA final. So know they're pumped, know they're happy. They kept doing crowd shots and man, they were pumped. They were ready for the game and ready, ready, ready to see the Suns win. I know I'm going to have every game tuned in because I'm excited for this. There's no LeBron, there's no KD, there's none of the superstars. It's just two good basketball teams playing the game. Moving over to the hockey side of things, game five of the Stanley Cup was Monday. I thought it was over. I thought Tampa Bay was sweeping Montreal. It was over. They're going to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. It's now 3-1. It's going five games, but I think Tampa Bay has got this next one. Montreal won, but it had to go into overtime. They had a 1-0 lead. Then they had a 2-1 lead. 
and Tampa Bay just kept plugging away. And their goals were just fast, dynamic, really skilled. Looked like Montreal's were just kind of like lucky. Hey, we're here. Let's put it in. Not trying to discredit Montreal at all. They are in the Stanley Cup. They're trying to win their first Stanley Cup since the 92-93 season. But Tampa Bay's back-to-back Stanley Cups are looking real realistic. Believe it's going to happen this next game, which is today. Could be the end of the Stanley Cup. But that was the first playoff game that I have watched this year. I watched a few Chicago Blackhawks games during the regular season, but haven't checked out a postseason game. I'm like, hey, I got to watch at least one game on the Stanley Cup. Hopefully I'll watch two. It was fun. Man, they hit hard. And it's very, very chippy at this point. There was like three or four pushing and shoving and somebody's getting punched in the face seems like every other minute. I do see why people love hockey. Trying to get in it. I say that after I watch a game. Every single time I watch a game. But it is a cool sport. Do really like it. So this upcoming Chicago Blackhawks season will definitely be a priority of Edge of Your Seat Podcast to pay more attention to. This episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a bad 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to make 2021 as awesome as possible with style, comfort, and great deals. There are plenty of options at Shimmer Mendota Ford as it has a huge selection of new and used vehicles on the lot and even more on the website, www.MendotaFord.com. Whether you shop online or at Shimmer Mendota Ford, located just south of Mendota on Highway 251, manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranik, will use their expertise and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815 815- 539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. After you go get the new whip, the new car, you put it in the garage, you sit down, you're looking around your home and you see some things. Man, that could be a little better. Uh, you know what? I'm sick of looking at that. Why don't we fix it? Why don't we change it? Olson Construction is the business you should call to do so. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations. Make those changes that you see from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Just realize if you haven't listened to the show before, you have no idea who is speaking. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I did say this is episode 183. We are flying through episode numbers. I don't know if they make enough numbers as how many shows we're going to have, how many awesome guests we're going to have. To listen to all the previous 182 guests that we've had on the show, 
plus more, because there's episodes where we have more than one, you can listen to them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our website, www.rss.com backslash podcasts with an S backslash edge of your seat podcast. Follow us on social media, the likes, the comments, the reviews. We appreciate it all. Twitter, edge of your seat P, Facebook, edge of your seat podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest, know somebody that would be a good guest, want to advertise with edge of your seat podcast, send an email to us edge of your seat podcast at gmail.com. Well, that's the intro. Let's get to Jake Reinhardt. Listen to his baseball awesomeness and everything he has going on. As always, appreciate the listens, the love, the support, and you keep coming back. We really, really, really appreciate it. Try to make the best show possible for local sports, local news, national sports and news, everything that we like about life and, you know, sometimes don't like about life, but we need to talk about. That's what we're here for. With that said, until next time, peace. Baseball kind of winding down now, but it doesn't matter. You love baseball. Let's keep playing. Let's keep talking about it. I mean, you can always do baseball. It doesn't even matter when. And my guest today, our guest, Edge of URC Podcast, is a huge baseball player, always down to talk baseball, play baseball, do everything baseball, like I just said. But we had a Say it again because that's how much this dude loves some baseball. Jake Reinhardt, how's it going, my man? That's going great. How are you doing? Doing all right. Did I uh, accurately say how much you love baseball? Oh, yeah. Definitely love it. <laughs> I followed you in Princeton. You're a Princeton alum. Now you're on to college. Loving baseball, man. Looks like you're tearing it up. Yeah. Uh, just it's definitely always been my favorite sport. Uh, and got lucky enough to continue playing it. So it's been a nice four or five years uh, in college just keeping it up. So definitely an exciting thing. Definitely. What year did you graduate Princeton and where have you been since then? So graduated in 2016. Went to Augustana my freshman year, Augustana College. Um, Just didn't work out for me there. uh, So decided to transfer up to uh, North Park University for uh, the next four years because we had our COVID year last year. So I decided to go back for a fifth year. Just finish that out there. So this is your last collegiate year of baseball? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got to be bittersweet. I mean, at this point, are you tired of playing baseball a little bit? Or what are your thoughts about this? Like, hey, this is my last go. Yeah, uh, no, definitely not tired about playing. Just uh, happy I got another opportunity. Go last year, you know, we, uh, we were down in Florida on our spring trip and got the news that our season was going to be cut short. And uh, at that point, I thought it was over then. But lucky enough that um, just where I'm at in my life and the schedule that I had planned uh, uh, gave me an opportunity to go back for a fifth year. So got to play some more baseball for another year. And uh, But yeah, I had those, those same feelings came rushing back after my last game this year. <laughs> so it is a little bit bittersweet, but glad I got that extra year in. I'm glad you did too because I've been looking at your numbers, seeing things on Twitter, and that's why I had to have you on. I want to... <laughs> What is going on, man? You have turned into, like, baseball Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just just uh, in the middle of the season there, just saw the ball real well. Me and my coaches have been working a lot on my swing. Uh, so kind of went a different route with the way I used to swing, and uh, just everything kind of clicked at the right moment. 
So North Park, the Vikings, you guys are playing Carthage. This is the beginning of May, and this is your stats for a weekend, which blew my mind. You went 9 of 18, 10 runs, 17 RBIs, and 8 homers, and you hit 5 of those in like 2 games, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. What is going on, my man? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, uh, you know, playing Carthage, you know, big rival in our conference. Uh, so we went out, we knew we, knew we had to win. Uh, a couple games, we were uh, towards the bottom of our standings, so I uh, just went out. Always fun to play those guys. You know, things get a little chippy, a little heated, so <laughs> um, just, you know, we were able to play good baseball, and uh, we jumped all over their, their pitching. You know I, know, I know all four of those games were very high scoring, and uh, so, yeah, I don't know, just, yeah, like I said, things clicked and just kind of went our way. Have you ever had any stat lines of a four-game series or a weekend series against anybody like that in your career? <laughs> Not that I can recall, no. That's got to feel good. It's your last year. You know, you get this extra COVID-19 year, and you're able to do something like that. When this was going on, what were you telling yourself? I mean, midway through this. You know, I was just kind of in the groove. Uh, series before, we played Wheaton and uh, hit two home runs, and I felt like I was seeing the ball well. Uh, just finding the right pitch to hit and always try to drive the ball, hit the inside of the ball and just drive it. But uh, they were, I was able to get under a little bit and they were going. And uh, my first at bat against Carthage, uh, there was a runner on first and second, or second and third rather. I just knew I had to get at least a sack fly out to the outfield, but I just saw the ball well, made great contact and that went out and that just kind of got kept the ball rolling. I was just, like I said, just seeing the ball real well. My team put me in some good positions with runners on and some sack fly opportunities. And instead of hitting a sack fly out in the outfield, they just kept going and uh, got over the wall. So After this, did people, teams, pitchers start not pitching to you, like intentionally walking you and things like that? <laughs> I got intentionally walked twice talking to some of the guys that we were playing against, you know, like I'd be at shortstop, they'd get on second base and they'd be like, I don't know why uh, our coaches are still saying that we need to pitch to you and stuff like that. So it was just kind of funny and nice of those guys to recognize what was going on and give me some credit there, I guess. Oh, that's got to be a great feeling to have your peers recognize what you're able to do at the plate. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, where are all these home runs coming from? I mean, I have not seen you since high school. Maybe, you know, a year or two after you came to your brother's games or something like that, I may have seen you out and about. But I really haven't seen you, you know, looked at you, watched you play sports since high school, so 2016. And now it seems like you're hitting them out of the park fairly easily. But when I saw you, you were short or shorter, not going to call you short, my bad man, but shorter athlete and, you know, well-built, but not, like, huge muscles or nothing like that. So where are you finding the power? Where are you finding the ability to knock the ball out of the park? Uh, honestly, I don't really know. Uh, I'm still pretty short. I'm still 5'9". I'm the, I'm the shortest out of all my brothers now, which is <laughs> kind of humbling. But, uh, yeah, just uh, I've always been a contact hitter. I've labeled myself, you know, never... I'd have a home run or two every season, but nothing crazy. Over my college career in the summers, I got on a pretty good lifting program. I've uh, been working out quite a bit. It's what I love to do. Really got into it and, you know, been focusing on fixing my swing. I didn't really like where it was at, you know, like coming out of high school and how things went my first couple of years of college. So I was able to get that down and uh, follow a program. 
pretty good lifting program with some guidance from guys that knew what they were doing. And uh, putting that all together, um, last year I, I went into the season and uh, we only played 12 games, but I hit four home runs right away. It was just something different and it kind of looked like things were paying off, so I kept kept on doing what I was doing, just kept on focusing on a good training program. I guess that kind of played into uh, this season as well. So, Oh, that's awesome, man. Good for you. Good for you. Well, thank you. Talking to you before we hit the record button. Sounds like you just got done with your conference tourney. Probably about the end of the season for you. What is next for Jake Reinhardt? Yeah, so I uh, lost a heartbreaker to uh, to my previous school, Augustana. They had a walk-off base hit in the ninth, so kind of a bad way to end the season. Um, so that was kind of bittersweet, like we said before. Um, but had a quick turnaround. I'm actually out in West Virginia now, two days later, playing in the a new uh, MLB Draft League. So uh, getting some more opportunities to play baseball in front of some really cool guys and uh, just really looking forward to it. What exactly is this league? I mean, is this a league trying to play you in a spot on a farm league system, or what's going on here? Yeah, so it's just a brand new league uh, just for you know guys that are that would like to get more exposure to maybe some scouts or MLB teams uh, that haven't really, you know, I'd say, like more like under-the-radar guys. Um, so, I guess, for example, right now, all the Division One guys are still playing, so we got some guys from D3s, we got JUCO guys, we got some guys that are coming out of high school that are committed to college but are good enough, you know, to be getting seen already by some scouts. So just kind of some guys that uh, just haven't got the exposure that maybe they wanted to have so that we get invited out here to hopefully get our names and faces out in front of some guys uh, hopes to get picked up by the MLB. Gotcha. So you're pretty much telling me that you love to be in the MLB and you're trying to take a shot at that. Yeah, you know, I just, uh, it all came rushing in pretty quick. But yeah, I've, it's kind of been always a dream of mine. Um, and since I got this opportunity, I figured, well, I might as well take it and see where see where it can take me so yeah perfect best of luck to you my man i hope to see you out there oh yeah i appreciate that no doubt no doubt you did mention you're the shortest of your brothers i'm gonna try to remember the reinhardt breakdown here so you're the oldest correct yeah then we got josh yep then jamie mm-hmm who is a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, was just on a few episodes ago. And then you have a younger brother. I don't remember his name. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. How old is Jordan? Jordan is 14 He's right now. Yeah, almost 15. Right around the corner next year. And he's going to be a freshman or a sophomore? He'll be a freshman. He's going to be a freshman. So your brother, who is not even technically in high school yet, is taller than you? <laughs> yep. That's why I had to go back and run, do the rundown. I was like, hold on, really, already? Yeah, man, it's crazy. He just, uh, well, it's funny because we call him Big J, even though he's the smallest out of all of us. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely hit a nice little growth spurt, and, you know, I think he's going to get even taller, which is kind of scary. The younger we are, the taller you get, I guess. So, just something crazy. Is that how it really works? Is Josh taller than you, and then Jamie taller than Josh, and now Jordan taller than Jamie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'd say Josh and Jamie are pretty close, but uh, yeah, Josh is definitely up there. He's about 6'1", 6'2", and Jamie's right around there, too. I'm only like 
five nine and a half, five ten maybe, but Jordan's already five eleven, so I think he's gonna get up there too. Probably be taller. So just something, <laughs> just crazy how that works. Last time I saw Josh, he wasn't that tall either, so he had a little spur after I seen him. Yeah, he was always uh, a small little guy, but yeah, once he hit, you know, his senior year of high school, you know, freshman, sophomore, he just kept growing, and now he's he definitely tall guy now. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of athletes. That's all you guys do. You're just athletes. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But besides being an athlete, you also do try to catch some movies every once in a while. And you told me your favorite actor is Vince Vaughn. So let's play a game, man. Let's play some Rank 'em. Are you ready to play this? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to toss you five Vince Vaughn movies, and I want you to rank them. So five being your least favorite out of these five, and one being your favorite. All right. So the five movies I got for you. Wedding Crashers, The Breakup, Dodgeball, Swingers, The Internship. All right. Uh, I'd probably go Swingers. It's number five. Uh, the Internship, number four. Uh, the Breakup, number three. Just a big fan of Jennifer Aniston, too. Uh, Dodgeball is just an absolute classic. And it makes me laugh every time I watch that. Uh, but definitely number one is Wedding Crashers. Just, I'm a big fan of comedy and romantic stories, too. So I can watch that movie three times a day, no problem. Still have a good time doing it. So that's definitely number one. So you're a good old fan of the rom-coms. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a sucker for those. <laughs> I watch them here and there. Can't say they're my favorite, but I will check them out. And Wedding Crashers is definitely a movie I could watch over and over again. Oh, yeah, just a great movie. Definitely. Was there any that I left out of this list that are some of your favorite Vince Vaughn movies? I'd say Old School. I don't know if you've seen that. It's uh, a Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn. They like buy a house on a college campus and kind of create their own frat. That's a real funny one. But also a big fan of Will Ferrell too. So any movie with him and Vince is going to be great. So. Gotcha. I think that movie actually came out when I was in college, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. It is, it's kind of... Uh, an old one, but definitely a classic. Oh, now you're calling me old. I see how <laughs> no, it is, not Jay. old, just, just older than me. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, thank you for talking with us. Baseball, I'm happy for you. Everything that you've been able to do the last few years, and especially this year. Those stats that I had read off, man, that is a crazy streak that you went on. You deserve every bit of that, showing what you can do on the baseball field. And thanks for playing a game with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it all.